you saw the cover art. It's another bonus episode of the Doodle. No sponsors. Blue Apron? You're an adult. Buy some groceries. Dollar Shave Club? I haven't shaved a day in my life and look at me. I'm gorgeous. On it.com. Push your snake oil somewhere else, Joe Rogan. All right, two things. Bonus episode, you know the drill. No story. Talk about finding God with Stuart Huff. Stuart Huff didn't have to do the podcast. He's a headlining comedian. He made time for me. Didn't have to. Total sweetheart. Salt of the earth. Go to stuarthuff.net and buy his album, Stuart Huff, comma, probably. Buy all of his albums. He's really funny and he's non-traditional. We talk about finding God. We talk about finding God at Go Bananas Comedy Club up in an apartment above the club. So it's kind of noisy. Bunch of dudes hanging out, drinking. Guys you've probably heard on the podcast. Rowdy bunch. So I'm sorry about that, but it does quiet down a little bit. And it's fine. You can still hear us. I'm sorry if it's a little distracting. This is good. It's a good podcast. I really enjoyed doing it. I think Stuart liked it too. I think that's all I have. iTunes reviews. Like the Facebook page. Stuart Hop. I probably identify as an agnostic. Yeah. I think every, I think the way I feel about it is if you believe, quote unquote, you know, you don't know. You just believe. Right. But if you believe, people will tell you they know. (laughs) Exactly. And they don't. Right. They don't. It would be nice. It would be nice to know. Oh, God. Yeah. It'd be amazing. It, it would, but okay, how do you feel like, I'm sorry, uh, how do you feel like it would be to feel like you knew? What, it, like, Do you think people that actually say they know, do you think they really know or they feel like they just have to say they know? If that makes sense. Because my whole family, they always, they always, I feel like, I'm like, I think we all know you don't have the answer. Right. But you feel like you have to say they have yep. the answer. I think that's the way, a huge percentage of the population is like that, I where think they so too. Uh, they say that they say they know yeah. because you're in front of them asking questions, and they feel they feel threatened. They yeah. feel like they have to defend their position, and they kind of do. Know? Yeah, it's their entire like you know a it's, lot of their lives are based on it. Their entire personality. Yeah, you know it's who they are. Um, I don't have anything against. I love religions. I think they're great. Me too. I, I they're fascinating to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, I love reading about them, uh, but do I know if there was a creator? No, I do not. Yeah, uh, nobody does. Yeah. So to me, that puts me in agnostic, but I'm not an atheist. Right. I, you know, I'm not. I don't know if there's nothing. Yeah. I don't know that either. You do. You know? It's certainty. I I read yeah. something somewhere. It was beware of anyone who has the answers. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would be very leery of anybody who claims to know something like that. Like yeah. that. You know what I mean? You, yeah. And that's kind of what I'm talking about on stage right now. Yeah. You know? It's like, we just got here. How much do you really know? There's yeah. things that I think. I think evolution seems to make sense to me. Yeah. It, it hasn't been disproven yet. Right. Is it the answer? Don't have a clue. Yeah. You know? And a lot of, like Adam and I uh, talked about this a little bit, like when I said that on stage, yeah, Adam kind of got prickly. He was kind of like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then he thought about it and he was like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not, we don't know. It's right. just our best answer right now. And it's, you know? it's not even like, even saying like our best answer right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's your, it's the way you understand it personally. Uh-huh. Because I think even a lot of times people will take like a scientist and they'll say, oh, this scientist, I believe he's smart. I, I don't have the right. qualifications, but I believe because in that sense, you're kind of making the scientist God. You're saying in whatever, a, way, in a yeah. way you're trusting. Yeah, you're trusting, you know, like evolution. I'm fascinated with it, you yeah. know. So <clears throat> there's a lot of quote unquote evidence yeah. to prove it, you totally. know. Um, are we reading that evidence correctly? 
Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. But we have a we have so we have a, a selection of evidence that are and we're taking all the, these things yeah and adding them together and making a conclusion from all of that evidence right but it's not like we put that conclusion into a, a computer and it, and a big yes comes across the str- the screen right and either a man made the computer right it's we're just, always yeah. guessing we're at, at some level it's all of it's a guess you know and you got to it's i can't i just i can't even have a conversation with someone that won't at least agree with me that it's a guess yeah you know it's hard it's it ends up being one sided or or a complete like violent kind of where they're just yelling at you yeah you man. know what i mean do you want me to face more in this mic you're right okay. you're great man do you edit this by the way yeah okay yeah not a lot but yeah yeah i mean that's you know that's my entire belief thing, right? Is uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's things that seem to make sense to me, but it's a guess. Yeah, you gotta hold. I the things that make sense to me. I kind of came to terms. Let's just talk religion, dude. Let's just talk okay. about this stuff. This is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know this. Like to me, I had to come to terms with the fact that I believe certain things. Uh-huh. There's certain dogma and things that I've grown up around and i've always had to say that i believed in uh-huh. but I, I came to terms with the fact that even if i say i believe in something and i don't what's the point of telling people i believe in it you yeah. know and because yeah. deep down i'm just lying to them i'm lying to myself uh-huh. and there's just certain like i don't believe in hell i just don't i don't have any i can't point to anything and say well there's definitely no hell because of this right just in my in my head i'm like there's no like a fire <laughs> right i just don't believe it yeah I don't know. I think there's like the flood. Yeah. You know, we can look through geology and we like we can see a layer where, you know, I was just reading about this recently. It wasn't that long ago. It was like, you know, 150 years ago or whatever. Where, or no, not even 150 years ago. It was like in the 50s or something like that. Yeah. Some geologists were looking at this layer in the rock. Yeah. Where there was definitely a strange ash. So they were trying to figure out what this was. Yeah. So they actually took samples from all over the world, and that layer is pretty much covering the world. So at some point, something happened where there was an ash uh, all, pretty much all over the globe. Yeah. You know, that's where the idea that an asteroid or a comet, you know, killed the dinosaurs yeah. was we found this layer in the rock that is in the same spot all over the globe so something their their thinking is this something must have hit you know right Ex, you know ash went everywhere all these rock and debris and everything just just went crazy and circled it and basically just like encapsulated the entire planet and then that so that is evidence right there in the rock that yeah. something did that so then they started looking for a site if this happened if a rock hit the planet and killed the dinosaurs where's the evidence like, where it? did it hit where did it hit yeah the first place they looked was mason city iowa because uh-huh. a huge i think it's the largest asteroid um or largest comet sorry that hit north america was in iowa yeah but they did samples there and did all this that one hit millions of years before this layer in the in the rock yeah so then there's still so then at this point like and then they find the the crater down there you know off uh, you know south america right so now they're thinking okay we have evidence number one is this layer in the rock you know in the world and now we have a site right about the same time that obviously a comet hit okay you know so then they put those things together and it equals a comet wiped out the dinosaurs now there's some people that are th- that are actually challenging that still to this day, yeah. saying scientists, you know, that are saying that the dinosaurs were slowly uh, going extinct even before this hit. So this was just like a period at the end of their extinction. Right, but wouldn't I guess wouldn't if it wiped out all the dinosaurs, wouldn't it wipe mm-hmm. out everything? Well, How do the, they explain the, that? the the theory is like where you and I came from. Yeah is like little mammals that were burrowers they were underground yeah so they were able to go underground 
and not be, you know, if you were close to it, you were incinerated immediately. Yeah. And then fire and all this. So they were able to burrow underground. And then after it was all okay, then they came out. And eventually we evolved to, to you and I. But th- what's fascinating about it to me is this. Oh, thank you, man. No problem. Are they right? We don't know. But, okay. We don't know. To me, like, hearing that, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, hearing the explanation, because it, like, resonates. I, I use the term resonates all the time. It's uh-huh. just kind of that, like you said, like, how does this ring true with you? Right. Uh, like, when you explain that to me, I'm like, okay, this is ma- this is really making sense. But I don't know anything about evolution. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But the part about burrowing mammals... Uh-huh. To me, that's where I'm like, I don't know anything about, but I'm like, that's where I'm kind of like, I don't think so. Right. I don't know, though. But I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, that's where I'm like, I don't, that doesn't seem true. And see, that is what is exactly what you said is exactly the way, the the reason I feel like this is world yeah. is so fascinating to me. Yeah. Because you could have a, a scientist, someone that knows more about it than you right. and I do. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, your gut feeling, eh, that doesn't ring true to me, Yeah, is just as valid as someone else's. And then if they can show you, here's why it rings true. Right. And then you read that evidence, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I see that. It'll start to ring true with me. Right. If they oh, can convince okay. me. Yeah, here's the evidence. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I didn't think about that. You know? Right. Even like, because even the guy that explained it to you and kind mm-hmm. of made it ring true to you. Do mm-hmm. you kind of believe that? How do you, are you, when you hear that, are you like, oh, okay, cool. That makes, that makes sense. It adds up to me. I, here's what I think about it. The first thing I thought about it was this. The, I did not know this until I, this was in a book that I read recently. Uh-huh. Right? And um, I did not know that it wasn't until the 1980s that most scientists agreed that it was probably a, a comic that wiped out the dinosaurs. Okay. So that, so, I mean, that's what, 35 years, 36 years? Right. 36 years is nothing. It's nothing at all. Yeah. So, I mean, 50 years from now, this explanation of what happened to the dinosaurs might be the most laughable joke you could tell on stage. Right. You know? So... Do I know it's true? Absolutely not. Yeah. Does it sound plausible to me? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know? and that's I totally just, know. That's as far as I'm willing to go with it. Does it sound plausible? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's all it really is. And like you said, in 400 years, they could, they could be positive they have the answer. And right. it turns out there's other like universes. There actually were no dinosaurs. All the fossils are like... You know what I mean? They're just things that you just can't. So you just have to say, does this make sense to me? Yeah. And it's, and I love, and I think it's really cool to just have conversations with people and say, what makes sense to you? Uh-huh. Let's, I want to understand what's making sense to you and it'll change my perspective. Yeah. How do you look at the world? Yeah. You know, one thing that I, I think uh, I'm right about this Um Humans always think they're correct. Okay. At every position. So you will, like last year, uh, scientists discovered a, a fish called the Opa. Uh-huh. Right? O P R H or something like that. I can't remember, but Opa is what it's called. Anyway, it's a warm blooded fish. It's not, its blood is not as warm as ours. Okay. But for the fish, it's warm-blooded. Right. Some fish, like marlins and swordfish, you know, those type of fish, they can, if they want to catch prey, then they can temporarily heat up some of their blood that makes them go really fast, right? Okay. So, so like a marlin, excuse me, a marlin in the ocean can be chasing a, a smaller fish, and it has something, I forget what it is, but it has something near its gills, that can heat up blood and that makes his body or her body go super fast. Right. Well, that's temporarily warm-blooded. But most fish, the definition of a fish includes cold-blooded. Okay. They found this opa that continuously circulates warm blood throughout its body. It, It had never been found before. So before they discovered it, the definition of a fish included cold-blooded. Right. 
Then they discovered this, which doesn't fit that definition. So they're either going to have to put an asterisk next to the definition or change the definition. But what is fascinating to me is every definition we have is suspect. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I, and I, yeah, for sure. I think science realizes that. They realize that, and yeah. most humans don't. So, you know, what is the tallest building on Earth? We can know that because we built them all. Uh-huh. So we can answer that question yeah. definitely because we built them all. Yep. What is the largest waterfall? We don't know. No. We know the largest one we found so far. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, here's another. This stuff is just fascinating to me. Like, um, to, today is Sunday, right? I forget the date. But yep. we're doing this podcast on Sunday, okay? Last Tuesday, they released, uh, scientists released this finding that they, they found a 3,600 square mile coral reef at the mouth of the Amazon River. Okay. Mm-hmm. Previously, that's on Tuesday. Now, before that, they thought coral reefs could only exist in clear water because coral reefs need sun. Yeah. Right? The Amazon is murky and muddy as shit. And they did not expect to find it, but they did. Right. So, what else are we going to discover that right now we would tell each other that can't exist? Yeah. You follow me? And then. Nine years later, we go, uh, we, we were wrong about that. Right. There's no way there's a coral reef under all that muddy water. Right. Because that's not how coral reef works. That's the way. Yeah. We, we go ahead and say, here's how coral reefs work. Yeah. We don't say, here's how we think they work. Yeah. We always make a definitive statement. Yeah. And all of them are suspect to me. And dude, I... Hate definitive statements. Yeah, it's just like maybe I, I any sort of thing that you're even like certain. It's fun to just say this is like maybe you saw, you saw something, and then someone's like, "Did you really see that?" And like, well, I don't. Uh, you know what? Uh-huh. I you know my, my memory serves me this way. I could be wrong. Exactly. I may have not even seen yep. what I saw. And scientists are saying now. You know, there's a lot of research on that. Like, is the memory, how much does the memory lie to you? Dude, I read a book. It's called Subliminal. They okay. did a, they did a kind of a case study on a bank robbery. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but they did a um, eyewitness testimony of mm-hmm. everyone involved. A lot of people there. Yeah. N- then there was a camera. No one was even close to the way they remembered <laughs> it, man. Just details yeah. were. And so even now, like my brother will say stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, you're so wrong. You remember that so much differently yep. than I do. He's wrong. I'm right. I remember <laughs> it better. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, it is funny. And then he's so certain. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I can't even be certain because how wrong you are. Yeah. You're so now wrong. It, now it's making you question your own memory. Exactly. Because you know he's wrong. I, yeah. You know what I mean? I like, I'm like, yeah. think about my own memory. But in reality, uh-huh. I'm like, well, he's wrong. I'm right. But it's interesting how wrong he is. Right. But yeah, man. So it's funny to even think about how even human memory, even the way you perceive the world in the past, you might be remembering it wrong. Absolutely. Here's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, Let me use a good example. Like uh, color, you know, color around us. This microphone is black. It's in front of my face. This microphone is actually not black. Right. (laughs) Do you know this? Like... I think I knew where you're going, but yeah, go. Yeah, it's fat. I just learned this, I think, last year, and it absolutely. I was sitting in a hotel room. Yeah. Okay. And I stumbled upon this paper, and then I did a bunch of research about it. Right. This microphone is black, but it's realistically, it's not black. The microphone, the air around us is a rainbow of yeah. colors, and every color is hitting this microphone, and yeah. the microphone is rejecting black. Mm hmm. That's the reason our eyes see it as black. Yeah. So technically, this microphone is every color in the rainbow except black. Yeah. And when I read that, I stood up in the hotel room and walked outside and just looked at the entire world. Oh, yeah. In a completely different way. Like, I'm looking at a school bus and I'm thinking, this is not yellow. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. literally imagining a rainbow hitting that school bus right and it rejecting yellow 
and then my eyes say that school bus is yellow when in yeah. reality it's everything but yellow so if we learn that about color what are we going to learn later about the human mind yeah you know totally you're at the bank robbery and right before it happened you saw a girl that reminded you of that girl you had a crush on your freshman year of high school yeah that completely messed up your entire memory of that bank robbery right. who knows you know i'm going into the bank right behind you and i'm late for work and i'm mad because there's a mm-hmm. line and that influenced my memory of the bank robbery and you see your own crush from high school sure yeah you know yeah i mean it so you end up, and I think that's the reason. I don't know if I'm right. I think the reason people hold on to answers so tight is because this way that you and I are talking about, yeah. not knowing, is vulnerable and scary. Yeah. You know? But it's amazing, though. If you accept it as amazing and you accept the fact that we do not know where we came from, we do not know where we're going when we die. Right. And everything around me is a new experience and I don't know much of anything. Then, yeah. then life, to me, becomes this almost like an amazing joy ride. Yeah. You know? I feel it, man. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think I, I think that all the time. I'm like trying to figure it out. I feel like there is an answer and you're constantly mm-hmm. running into, you're really just troubleshooting. What's the right answer? What's the right thing to do in certain situations in yeah. life? And yeah, and it's, if you look at it as always looking for that, it's an amazing thing, man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. Even with, um, I think faith, like, uh-huh. don't try to, with, like, religion or something, don't try to convince me that what your religion is true based on, like, some research and some facts. I'm like, dude, it's faith. Just say it's, it's real to you. Yeah. And it's real to me, too, then. It's yeah. like, just, it's faith, and that's beautiful. Excuse me. My thing with religions is when I meet someone, let's say I meet a Catholic, yeah. right? If they're telling me... You know, let me tell you what the Bible says, and this is the way you should be living your yeah. life. If they're that demonstrative yeah. about it and certain, I don't, I don't have much respect for this person's mind. No. I, they're scared. I see they're scared. them. I see them as a scared person. You yeah. know, if I'm talking to a Catholic and and they're like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know if. It's true, but I find a lot of comfort in it, and I really enjoy. Do you know that Catholic? I've met a couple. I have two, yeah. I've met a couple. No, I, I, I'm being yeah. honest. Not no. a whole lot, but right. I've I met a couple. Yeah. There's a guy. Uh, there's a guy in Indianapolis. I'm going to drop his name. He's a Methodist preacher cool. uh, named we'll Mike it. Mather. Okay? Cool. Um, one of my favorite humans on the planet, Mike Mather. Yeah. His entire approach to religion is this. We should love and respect all humans. Yeah. Hookers, you know, yeah. bank robbers, drug addicts, all of them right. deserve your respect, you know? Yeah. He starts there, okay? And then from that, he goes to how do we better the community around us? Right. So if you come to him as an atheist, he has zero to say to you, about how wrong you are, about how you're going to hell, mm-hmm. none of that. He will say to you, like, um, oh, you're an atheist. That's fantastic. Yeah. You want to go have a drink? Yeah. Just sit down and talk. Right. You know? He's my probably my favorite uh, devout religious person that I've ever met, you know? First yeah. time I met him, he came to one of my shows, you know? And you've seen my show. I mean, right. I don't think it's an anti- Uh, religious show to me my show is the show i'm doing right now is the most religious thing i've ever written in my life yeah to me i'm telling people drop drop your beliefs and like each other and and respect each other yeah that's what i'm saying yep and he came to one of my shows and i was talking about abortion i was talking about all these other things and then he came back and brought friends of his in the same week yeah and i was I was messed up because I had this judgment in my head. I can't believe a preacher 
is coming back to see the show again. Like that's how tight I was holding on to my th- my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was know. Being, I was being that judgmental towards him. Right. And I had to go through that whole thing. Yeah. You know, like, why am I being so judgmental just because he's a Methodist preacher? Right. You know? And since then, we have become good friends, you know, and yeah. he's, he's a great guy. I don't think I'm, a, I'm immune to this. We all hold on to these beliefs too tight. And occasionally we need to be shaken up and, and yeah. reminded, oh, yeah, I don't have all the answers. You know? Yeah. And you it's that is interesting, man. It is cool when you do meet you kinda I mean, we all do that. We all prejudge people and we're like, yeah. Oh, this Methodist minister, he's gonna he probably thinks this. Then you meet him and he's you know, a proponent of free thought. And he's oh, like, yeah. Whoa, dude, I appreciate your free thought. I'm gonna bring other people, maybe from my congregation. That's exactly to hear what he brought. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. How amazing is that? That's dude? incredible. Oh man. And that's what I, I respect that so much when someone's just they're they're like like you said, I'll take it even further, man. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um preacher runs into an atheist and says, Let's mm-hmm. get a drink. Yeah. Because I wanna hear I wanna hear what brought you to this point in your life where you say there is no God. Mm-hmm. I wanna I'm open to like your influence i want to learn from you not i have anything to teach you about my religion but like let's hear what this is about because i don't understand it right let's hear even someone like let's say someone's a racist i'll take Uh it even further yeah if i meet someone they're like i hate jews okay Okay. Uh i'll be like let's get a beer yeah maybe you're full of hate but let's figure out what brought you to this point where you're so full of hate that you you know, you're an anti-Semite. Like, right. that's interesting to me. I'm like, let's figure it out. Maybe yeah. you'll convince me to be anti-Semite. I don't know. And to me, if you sit across the table from somebody and and have a conversation and they hate Jews. Yeah. You know, I won't. I would like to, for all of us to get to the point where we can listen to their words right. instead of trying to, while they're talking, we're trying to think how stupid they are right. or how we're going to prove them wrong. Because if someone's belief is is wrong, like yeah. hating Jews to me is a ridiculous stance to take. Yeah. So I don't I don't consider that a valid uh, belief. Uh-huh. If I'm right, if I am correct about that, that that's not valid, then they will dig their own hole in their own explanation. Yeah. Will not make sense. They don't need me to prove them to prove that they're wrong. If I allow them to answer, if I ask questions, gosh, yeah. they'll prove it to themselves. Yeah, you know, Be, hating uh, hating black people is is you know just ask somebody, and the answers they give you have so many holes in them that yeah. uh, you don't have to do any work. No, and that's that is funny, man. Because when I think a lot of times when people have that um, stubborn ideology where they're trying to tell you you're wrong and their way is right what they're really trying to do is they're trying they're trying to convince you that what they believe is right because they're trying to convince themselves that so when they're doing that a lot of times they run into this thing where they're you know kind of spewing this bullshit and then they really are they're hearing it too you're hearing it but they're also hearing it and they're Uh like you said they're like man is this just stuff i'm making up that has no Uh basis in anything yeah and i think i might be wrong about this i think if someone like you're sitting there having a drink with an anti-semite yeah someone hates jews if you're thinking if, if you say let me tell you why you're wrong they're already defensive yeah they're not listening do you now no if you say to them wow that's interesting so why do you think this, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. Hey, where'd you grow up? Right. Start to, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Let me, let me tell you, this is right in line with what we're talking about. This, uh, this, I saw this, uh, I'm fascinated with, uh, tribe, tribal. Yeah. You Mentality know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm fascinated by it. There, there's some Amazon tribe, Amazon tribes that are still, as far as we know, very, very, very little contact with white man ever. Yeah. Okay. I, I stumbled upon this a couple years ago. There was a tribe in, in the Amazon. We knew of their existence. Okay. But no, as far as we know, no white person had ever, you know, ruined them. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that word. Yeah. You know, okay. had ever like 
you know, tried to convert them or done studies or documentary. This is a small tribe of people that lived in the Amazon. Well, a tsunami hit that area. And scientists knew that a tsunami hit near their village. So they just wanted to see if they were still there, if -hmm. they'd all died in the tsunami. So they flew a helicopter over this area of the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And they saw the building that they lived in. And the helicopter came over and men ran out, painted from head to toe in red paint and shot arrows at the helicopter. Yeah. Okay. And my, and then the helicopter realized, oh, they are still there and then flew away. Yeah. All right. My first thing was, my first thought was, that's hilarious. Some people shot arrows at a helicopter. Yeah. Like, that's so funny to me. But then I started thinking, from their point of view, what happened was the giant devil bird came to kill everybody. Yeah. And your daddy saved you. Yeah, with arrows. Yeah. Because yeah. the helicopter flew away. Mm-hmm. So it worked. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like their perception on their the perception. Yeah. So that's their story. So now if they have a story, if they build a religion around the, the day the great bird came, You're right. they're 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 absolutely correct. A giant yeah. bird came and we chased him away, you know? Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff. I was watching another one. This one it was like I just shut the computer off and thought about it for a long time. Okay. This is Amazon, a tribe in the Amazon who has been studied a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is on YouTube somewhere. Uh, and they're showing this tribe, and it's a typical tribe, you know, they they hunt, they do all, all this stuff, and they're, they're interviewing some people, and they had a translator there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy noticed that there's nobody old. Like, most tribes have like an old wise man who, mm-hmm. you know, medicine man or something. All of these people in this village are like 20, 25, like, and there's some young kids running around, but no one's 30. Like, what's going on? They commit suicide. It's a suicide tribe. And the way they do it is they, there's a bark, a poison, it's a tree that grows, and the bark is poisonous. Yeah. So whenever you decide that you're, you're, you're done here, you don't want to be here anymore, and you're ready to go on to the next place then they have a big ceremony you make the announcement you say yeah i think tomorrow's my last day and then they get this bark and they boil it up yeah and they all have a big party and then you drink the thing and you die and then that's it and and so i'm watching this thing going going oh my god like you people you commit right. suicide that's crazy and the, and this young you know 20 year old kid is being interviewed and the interviewer says why do you do that? Yeah. And he has a big smile on his face. Yeah. And he goes, well, we're, you know, we're ready to go on. We, we miss our ancestors and we want to go see them. Dude. You know? Oh, man. A long, okay. A similar, just real quick, similar, right. same thing. Oh, yeah. On yeah. that note. My mom was talking about that one time, a tribe in Africa, okay? Okay. They believe, uh, like, Judeo-Christian, they brought the, they brought the gospel over there. Uh-huh. Okay. So... People would die over there. They not commit suicide, but, you know, elders would die. Mm-hmm. And it was, people would celebrate. They were, like, so into it. They were like, wow, this is amazing. Like, they died, and they would celebrate it. Cause, and then yeah. the missionaries were like, why are you so happy? Like, well, they, they died. They're in heaven. Right. They're in heaven. <laughs> and we get all sad when people die, but it's like, they're in, that's just the way they thought of it. They were yeah. happy. And so, yeah, exactly. You we're sad part of the reason we're sad when people die yeah is because that's what this culture does yeah that's what we do we've decided that it's a it's a sad thing Mm -hmm. now you know you might actually miss that person so you might be might be sad Mm -hmm. but if we were if we were brought up in that celebratory thing where Someone died. They made it. Yeah. You know, if you were brought up in that culture, that's the way you would feel about it. Yeah. You know, so now not only is every, you know, what's the largest waterfall? We don't know. Right. Is evolution true? We don't know. Now your emotions are suspect. Your memories are suspect and your emotions are society driven. 
Dude, yeah, it's just that perspective you have. It's this is the time to feel sad because someone You're died. You're supposed to feel sad now. Right. Here's another great example. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research on this because I'm trying to write a bit about it. But, you know, uh, hermaphrodites in it, well, it's it's a there's a lot more hermaphrodites born than in this country. We like to talk about people. It's a taboo. Having a penis yeah. and a vagina mm-hmm. is taboo. So for centuries in the well, centuries, I guess. Yeah. Centuries in this country. If a baby is born with a penis and a vagina, yeah, okay, the doctors automatically make a decision. They don't tell you about it. They don't tell your wife about it. They just make a decision, usually snipping the penis off because it's easier, and they just give you this child. Now, they don't know if it's male or female because that has to do with the chemicals in your body, you yeah. know. So they just make a choice. And give it to the parents, and sometimes never tell the parents. Wouldn't they notice? Sometimes. Well, that's another thing. Is do you notice? Do, do people ask questions? I mean, you yeah. know, who knows? Yeah. Um, sometimes, especially now, because there's a push for it now. Yeah. That they do talk to the parents, but they actually tell the parents, "Don't tell anybody. It's taboo," and they go ahead and recommend the surgery now. As an infant, as a you know three day old infant, yeah, and the the facts is the facts are we don't know if it's chemically male, chemically female. So you might be born with a penis and a vagina. They snip the penis off, and you you are a girl, and right. you are brought up as a girl. But chemically, you're a man. Yeah. So you grow up feeling confused, and you don't fit in, and you that's the way you feel because of a mistake that was made. Because this being a hermaphrodite is taboo. Yeah. And shameful in this culture. Now in Japan, taboos are the highest paid prostitutes because they are the unique people. In Haiti, which is a what we call a third world country, right? Yeah. There's a parade every year in Haiti, an annual parade. All the hermaphrodites in the village, from the youngest to the oldest, lead the parade. They're at the beginning. Right. Because they're celebrated. They're the lucky ones. It's a unique thing, you know? Yeah. But in this culture, it's taboo. So you hear people say stuff like, God made a man and a woman. Well, God made a man and a woman and a hermaphrodite. Right. You know? He did. Yeah. Makes them all the time. Right. So yeah. you, but people don't say that in this country because it's taboo. We don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. So what else is going on? You know what I mean? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it all depends on where you're born. Right. You know, what is your income level of your family? What part of the town? What town do you live in? All that, all of it colors your entire life, you know? Dude, that's it, man. It's just like you're born into, it's you're born into a thought and an idea and a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think the goal in life is to just challenge everything. Yeah. So get to that point where you're like, because even now, I mean, there was a time where I probably thought, oh, a hermaphrodite, what a freak. Right. That's a freak. Right. You're a freak show. You're a mutant. But uh-huh. now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, maybe, like, I'm like, that's cool. You have a mm-hmm. penis and a vagina. That's mm-hmm. dope. I wish I had a penis and a vagina. Mm-hmm. I might enjoy that. Right. And that's, you know, how far I've come from looking at someone as a mutant to be like, that'd be kind of cool. Right. What's that all about? Because you've challenged it. Yeah. This society has made you think it's a mutant. Right. They made you think. Now, if it was Japan or, or Haiti or like there's a, as someone was telling me the other night, I think Pakistan, mm-hmm. um, they they want hermaphrodites at their wedding. They put them at the head of the table in the wedding because yeah. it's considered good luck. Yeah, man. If you have a, herma- a friend that's a hermaphrodite. So um, if we were born in Pakistan... We would be sitting here going, oh, my God, I've got a buddy who's a hermaphrodite, and he's going to be at my wedding. Right. To bless it. To bless it. Mm-hmm. And you would you would never have thought that it was a mutant. No. I would have been, it would just you know? been pure, and like, I would hear about Americans, like, do you know Americans, they think hermaphrodites are gross? Right. And What's be, wrong with What them? would be penis and vagina? What could be better? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's crazy, man. So you hear people say like, well, there's two sexes. No, there's not. There's there's more than two sexes. 
Yeah, Definitely. man. It's simpler. Yeah. It's easier to understand if there's yeah. just two, but there's not. So I, I agree with you. You have to challenge everything. First of all, everything you've been taught. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. That all has to be challenged. You got to. And then you have to challenge what you believe, what you think, you know, all this stuff, you yeah. know, some of it is uh, unpleasant. Yeah, and, man. You know, there's there's some things I don't want the world to be this way. Right. But it is because I don't control it. I didn't build it, you know. So yeah. that's the way it is. And But it, it doesn't do any good in my mind just to ignore it nope. and just shut yourself off and close your mind and, and just go about your life and tell everybody why they're wrong. Because it's not going anywhere. No. And just because you look the other way doesn't mean it's not, it goes away. Yeah. It's like that line I'm doing in my show right now. You can't redneck gravity to death. No. You cannot change the world just because you don't want it to be that way. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And dude, but at the same time, this is my buddy and I talk about this. It's like kind of how I told you. Wouldn't it be nice to have the answers? Wouldn't it be nice to be like, go to go to whatever and be like, no, this is it. This is the right answer. I don't even want to look over there. I don't want to do any research. I don't want to ask anyone's (laughs) opinion because I know the answers. I'm going to do my rituals, believe in the God I believe in and not look. Why look the other way? I'll just lose my faith and I'll, I, ignorance is bliss. Right. You know, but for me, it would be great. What? It would, it would, it would, but at the same time, don't you love the curiosity though? I do. Yeah. The curiosity is frustrating because I want, I know that, there's a very slim chance that I'm going to find the answer to where do we go when we die? Yeah. There's a very, very, very slim chance that I will know that answer before I die, you know? Mm. So, but in a, in a way, it's kind of cool to me that where we go when we die is kind of, I think of it as kind of like a Christmas present that we're not allowed to open on Christmas Eve. Right. Like, we, we don't find out until you die, and then you will find out. Yeah. There's a part of me that's scared it's just socks, you know? But, right. But we don't know. So anybody that... I've, I've got some really, like, you know, diehard atheist friends. Right. And I'm not... I don't... They're telling me it's not this, you know. I don't believe that. It's something we find out after we die. I'd love yeah. to know the answer. Oh. That's... But that's... Even... I mean... Life is about not knowing and knowing that your time is limited. And that's mm-hmm. what makes life amazing. So if you knew you would, at the end, you'd be with all the ones you loved at the end. Right. You wouldn't value life. There is something I think that if you, you know, uh, you admit you don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. And you look at it from the right angle. There's something really great about it. Going through life, going, I don't know the answers. Yeah, man. There's something mystical and beautiful about it. Like, we are essentially just creatures here, and we don't have a whole lot of answers to why we're here or what. We're finding stuff out all the time, and then we're also disproving things we found out 50 years ago. Right. All this stuff. We're literally creatures that are searching for answers. Yeah. You know? And it's so easy to just obviously because most humans do it just to say the here's the answers i I know the answers yeah Yeah, i and i think i don't know this is a belief i have i do believe i believe in a god there's Mm -hmm. someone put me here right you know they put me here and i really do think when my time runs out i think god will appreciate the fact that i went looking for him and I sought him out, and I mm-hmm. tried to find him, the creator of everything, the person, the cre- creator of me. It's all I can vouch for. I right. think, therefore, I am. Uh-huh. He will appreciate that I went looking. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe he's like, no, the answer was this. The answer was <laughs> what you were raised with. It's this. You should have yeah. preached to gay people, and, and but you were totally wrong. Like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're still my god. My bad. My I bad. think I, I guess I don't really like that, <laughs> but I don't want to burn in hell forever because that's the truth. Apparently, people literally burn in a lake of fire. I don't want to do that. See, there so, you go. That, you, you, that's we're very similar that way. Yeah. Because 
what you just what you just described to me is you're kind of assuming that your God or your Creator or whatever word you want to use for it, yeah, right. Um, it's kind of the cool guy. He's kind it's of a the, guy I like. Yeah, I want the God of, I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then the the person that hates Jews that we were having a drink with earlier, they're doing the same thing that you are. Yeah, you know. Uh, neither one of you have a clue, Mm-mm. you know? Yeah. So we're just creating, because I feel the same way. I feel like if there is a creator, somebody that created me, and then I'm going to reunite with this person, entity, you know, energy, whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah, totally. Then this person is going to pat me on the back and say, Stuart, good job. Right. You challenged everything that your parents taught you. Yeah. Some of it you agreed with, some of it you didn't, and you never stopped searching. That's exactly what I want humans to do. Yeah. But how the hell do I know what that is, you know? And what are the chances that God is the God you created? Just as much just as much of a chance as it's the God that Hitler created or Mussolini or Jeffrey Dahmer or anybody else. Dude, and that's my buddy and I talk about this, okay? Mm. We talk about you get you get to heaven and you're mm. like, Oh, I didn't like like you meet God and you're like, Oh, I don't I don't like God. Right. I wanna go to heaven because I don't want to burn in hell, but I don't like I don't like you. You are not like I I don't like this per like this being. Right. But I wanna go to heaven. I don't like God. <laughs> I, I thought he'd be this person that appreciated the things I appreciated and apparently I was supposed to like shame gay people into being Christians or something. Right. And I'm like, Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. But you know, we all, you imagine living there for eternity. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't even imagine. It. I can't. Cause you it can't. just sounds horrific to me. I don't know if he's the, if, if he's the God, the, the old Testament kind of crazy, violent kind of God, God, yeah. you know, then I would be miserable, just yeah. miserable with that. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know, when I see people, even like, even like, you know, when someone honks at another person, like, you know, when the light is red and then it'll turn green, if someone honks at a car in front of them too quickly, yeah, I'm irritated at that person. At the person that honked too At quickly. the person that honked. Okay. I'm like, come on, man. That's Chill out. Two seconds. Yeah. Where the hell have you got to go that you're going to be rude to someone for two seconds? Yeah. Where, you know, I'm also aware that. Maybe that person, they were just being polite. Just like, oh, they didn't see the light change. Honks are aggressive, yeah. Yeah, there is an aggressive thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very hippie kind of personality. Yeah. I don't like violence. I don't like, you know, seeing like a deer shot and strung up and gutted and all that. Yeah, it's gross. I just don't like it. So what if I get to heaven and there's this... Bro God. Yeah, bro God. So I will be miserable for eternity dude yeah and i just i really it's just got to be so much bigger than that but what's great to me is this um i like i'm against like look you said shaming gay people into into what yeah whatever their life yeah you use that example yeah (laughs) if that's if i die and go to heaven Mm-hmm. If there is a heaven and I go and I meet God and he says, here, okay, here's where you messed up. Uh, you were friendly to gay people. Yeah. Okay. I told you not to do that. Yeah. I am still so stubborn that I'm going to be thinking, well, screw you. I don't believe that. And he's going to know you're thinking that. Yeah. He's going to know it. So then, yeah. you know. What's the point? If there is no hell. Yeah. Like you said, you know, at the beginning, you don't believe in hell. So. I'm gonna. He's gonna put me in some corner. I'm gonna be in a, in a corner like elementary school, facing the wall for eternity or right. something. Craziness. Punished in some way. For I don't believe that. I just you know. But who who the hell? What do I know? What do, dude? That's that's the funny thing, man. It's the funny. What do you know? You don't know anything, and you might hate God. You might not. I don't want to say hate. It's just such a strong word. I don't want my parents to freak out. But you may meet God and be like, whoa, we have nothing in common. And I don't think you're good. Right. And you just might be wrong. I think the point of the way I look at life, the point is to uh, try mm-hmm. and be curious. Respect each other, you know. Okay. And... 
like it's with me like with my comedy what i do is i i have an idea and i start working on a show mm-hmm. you know and i spend time and i work on it diligently and and i'm constantly tinkering with it and then after a certain period of time i it starts to come together as a cohesive thing and yeah. you know and then when i feel like yeah i think this thing is ready mm-hmm. like it's ready now and I could tinker on it a little bit more, but I, I, I'm very happy with it right now. Yep. And then I will go and record a CD. Mm-hmm. And then I start all over again, right? So I'll have another idea, and I just start from scratch again and start building this next thing. Well, it doesn't take long until, like, I'll put a CD out, and eh, I'm, I'm happy with it for two or three months. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm like, ugh, I, why did I say that? Right. Why? Oh, ooh. and especially after a year, after a year of having a CD out, then I'm like, oh my God, I would not have done that entire bit. You know, why is that right. bit on there? Yeah. You know, and like right now, my first CD that I ever put out, you know, I'm trying to to get rid of it. Yeah. I, I want it forget to happen. Yeah. I want to forget yeah. it happened. Yeah. Totally. Uh-huh. You know, well, even though that irritates me that I have this out there in the world that I'm not happy with. It shows growth. For sure. You know, you should... I would rather be the person that's disappointed with this their first CD than the person that hasn't grown at all Yeah. since their first CD. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And to me, that's a good way to spend your life, is challenging yourself, pushing, growing, thinking, yeah. and then looking back and going, why did I do that? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I said that. I, right. I used to believe that. Like I used to, I used to believe hermaphrodites were freaks. Well, the good news in that is now you don't. So right. you've grown and you've expanded mm-hmm. your mind. Yeah, you know? being comfortable that that was you at one point in time, Admitting and you're proud it. that you came so far. And then you can you can have that great moment where you go, I actually changed my mind. You know. Mm-hmm. So. That's not an easy thing to do, you know? Dude, yeah, it's... I don't know. I think I think it really just comes from that moment when you decide that you don't have any answers. Yeah. Admitting it, really, it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think it's... I don't know. I really do feel like it's got to be inside everyone, the idea that... Deep down. I think so. I don't see how... Maybe it's true, I don't know, but I, I don't see how a person can deep down like truly think that they have the answers i don't see how that's possible dude i don't know ignorance is i think it's just ignorance is bliss man. right but like moments of doubt like someone who during the daylight would tell you they they can they know everything you know blah blah but when they're they can't sleep at night and they're tossing and turning yeah by themselves in a bed no one else in the room do they have that thought where they're like, well, I don't really know, you know? I just can't imagine someone so certain. They're out there. I guess they have they're to. They're out there, man. I've yeah. seen some, very few, but people that I'm, would be like, I've never doubted this in my life. And to them, they experience, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a Christian in my, the ones I've experienced, but yeah. everything is from God and everything, every day is... Uh, predestined mm-hmm. it's the work of the Lord and I and it, it seem I don't know but it would seem to me that that's the way they perceive it man yeah and you know what's fascinating is if they're right then yeah. this was predestined that you and I would be questioning right yeah that's fascinating too maybe yeah. if they're correct and every single day and every single minute was predestined by the Lord. Yeah. Then the Lord must like some people running around questioning what they're doing, what He's doing. Yeah. You and, know. I get totally. And then also, oh, yeah. what was the point? Uh, yeah. What was the point? What was the point of it all? <laughs> you know, it gets into so, dude. I yeah. mean, I don't even want to get like all that predestination stuff. It just so doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. No, it I just it's. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. People, I dude used to be really in church stuff, and people would like predestination. Does God know everything? Can God pick up a rock that's so big that he can't pick up the rock? <laughs> All that stuff. I'm like, right. you're not. Why? Do, what are you talking about? Yeah. This like just doesn't matter. 
you yeah. know it's, like it's it's a waste of time oh but it's so funny people want to tell you they have the answers and they got it figured out and there's no way no let me tell you this story because yeah. this is fascinating to me I'm, i brought him up earlier mike mather he's a methodist preacher in indianapolis um their church has has and a lot of churches it's uh, if you can't pay your heating bill, your electric bill, something like that, yeah. you can bring it into the church. You know, poor people have trouble paying their bills in winter or whatever. Yeah. So you can bring it into the church and they help you out, mm-hmm. give you some money, pay your bill. <clears throat> well, um, Mike was assigned to this church in Indianapolis and it's in the poor section of town. You know, it's, it's a lower end church, yeah. you know, community, right? Money wise, income level. So this one woman was bringing in her electric bill every single month mm-hmm. for years. So she's not trying to pay the bill, you know. Yeah. She's just she gets it in the mail and brings it to them and they pay it. Mm-hmm. So Mike was like, "This is crazy. Yeah, this is no good, you know." Right. Um, so one day she comes in, hands him her bill, her electric bill. And he goes, yeah, 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 we're not paying those anymore. Yeah. That freaks her out. What? Right. You know, I mean, she's dependent on this. Yeah. So he's like, don't, you know, don't get upset. Sit down. You know, let's talk. And he says, what do you like to do? She goes, what are you talking about? I I like for you to pay my bill is what I like. He's like, no, 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 no. Just tell me in your life, what makes you happy in life? Yeah. She goes, well, I like to bake. Um, I like the way the kitchen smells. Mm-hmm. When I bake things, and he goes, "Oh, that's that's I love baking too, and it does it a whole aroma in the house and everything." What do you like to bake? And she goes, "I my favorite thing to bake is cookies," and he's like, "Well, that's amazing. That's an incredible coincidence because I know people that eat cookies." So then, she bakes cookies, brings them to the church, sells the cookies, and pays her electric bill. Right. So. He did this, figured this out, and now she doesn't feel like she's dependent on the church, you know? Yeah. She's actually paying it herself now. Right. And now it's got to make her feel like a better person, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's it's no longer the church is no longer just a a, per, a an entity that helps poor people by just paying their bill. Right. Now they're literally helping people that don't have much money feel better about themselves yeah teach a man to fish man yeah and and so then he created he started he did that and then created this whole community thing where now they have this whole thing going on in their community where somebody loses their job right yeah and then and he actually hired a man the church hired a man to do nothing but walk around the neighborhoods and talk to people that are out on their porch mm-hmm. and he'll just walk up and go, Hey, how's everybody doing? You know, blah. Yeah. So he gets the gossip, you know, that's mm-hmm. all he does. That's yeah. how he makes his living. He'll go up and talk to someone on the porch and Hey Henry, how you been? I've been horrible. Is how I've been. I, I got laid off. The factory laid me off. Yeah. Blah, blah. Oh, that sucks. That's horrible. You know, all right, you guys take care, you know, blah, blah. and then two days later, he'll be across town and he'll hear that uh, somebody that owns a small grocery store needs help because they're they're And he'll go, I know a guy he just got laid off from the factory. Uh, OK, so he's they're connecting people now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, this is what church is for. This yeah. this is, is it's not for shaming gay people. It's not for for accusing drug addicts, right? You know, for telling them they're evil and they're going to hell. Mm-hmm. It's to it's a community love. It's respect. Yeah, you know, they have a, a drug program in their church, and Mike said, "Well, I've never done drugs. What am I going to tell these people?" Yeah. So he went and found a drug addict, right? An ex drug addict, a heroin addict, and hired him. To talk to these people. Yeah. That's exactly who should be talking to these people. Yeah. Someone that has the knowledge, you know. It's a great example of of what I consider a living example of a community church. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree, man. I think that's what's supposed to be. It's community people trying to do things for other people. Yeah. To me, that uh, 
I'm all for that. I'm a hundred percent for that. Yeah. It's you a know? beautiful thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Well, it's been great, dude. I'm gonna wrap it up. But okay. Yeah, man. This is, uh, if you could like, I mean, I think that's a great way to sum it up, man. I think there's some beauty in church. Absolutely there is. And we get distracted by... we People that... Yeah, I'll say this and we'll kind yeah. of sum it up. As soon as you are certain that you know something... Yeah. I think you're missing out on a possibility for love and a possibility for acceptance mm-hmm. and a possi- possibility for your own intelligence to grow. So... I don't care if it's a comedy club or a church or you're down at the factory working with your buddies or whatever it is, you know, thinking you have the answers and telling someone else what the answers are is essentially hurtful for not only them, but you. Yeah. You know, I wish that we would be a little more come at things a little more like uh, helpful instead of, you know. Yeah, just recognizing that's another person, you know? It's another human being. Yeah. That's it, you know? Is this gay person in front of me going to hell? I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that, um, you know, they're looking for a job, and I, my uncle runs this place down here, and this seems like a... Yeah. He seems like a good man, and I bet he'd be a good worker, and... All right. Well, I don't really agree with your lifestyle, but I don't know. Yeah. So let me come. I want you to come down here and meet my uncle, because yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I think you guys, you know, work well together, and you know, uh, yeah. To me, so much better. Helping, helping your yeah. fellow human. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in this together, baby. To me, it's the only chance we have. To, that's I, I I do think that mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter to me uh, at the end of the day like I would love to know the answer like what we're talking about yeah. what's after death what's is it Allah is it God is it you know are the Shintoists right in Japan is right. it they're the Hindus right yeah at the end of the day when it, I would love to know the answer but when it's all said and done I don't care. Because I don't know the answer. It's all just curious, fun thought. Yeah. At the end of the day, the chance that human that human beings have to grow and not kill ourselves is to admit that we're all humans and we're all confused and none of us know an answer. So why don't I, we just respect each other? Yeah. Hopefully, man. Yeah. Might get there. We're getting better. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, think it's it's pushing. It's I, I do believe humanity is going in that yeah. direction. I think organized religion is going in that direction as well. I do. I think yeah. I think some of them have always been that way. Yeah, you know, some of them have, have always been. But then there's a, another strain of religion that organized religion that has been you know right very strict and and even pro violent and all this stuff. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I think but as a whole, I see it. You know, a lot of progress, man. Yeah, I think you know they're like they're gonna have to. Some of them are forced to, you know, because if they want to, if they want to remain, if they, you know, if they don't want all their members to be ninety, yeah. you know, if they're interested in some young people coming, then they're gonna have to loosen their stance on homosexuality, right. because the the young population right now is not. They're just they go to school with gay people. They're friends with them. Yeah. They're not, you can't dehumanize them. You right. can't say that they're, they're just, no, they're just people. Right. They're my That's friends. They're like, my, yeah. You know, in 1950, if you were gay, you kept your mouth shut, mm-hmm. you know, so you can hate somebody that you don't know. Yeah. You know, they can demonize them, like you said. Now it's different. So if the church wants to survive, yeah. keep going. And then there are some churches that needs to be pointed out that are doing it because they think it's right. You know? Yeah, man. So we're all changing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see, man. But Yeah, dude, this has been great. I really appreciate yeah, you taking the time, it. man. 
I, I really enjoyed it. This is the kind of crap I like to talk about, and Good, I, I hope your listeners, <laughs> you know, enjoy it too. Uh, dude, honestly, even if they don't, I liked it enough that I appreciate you taking the time, and they're gonna love it. Cool. This has been fun for me. Yeah, so. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. All right, thanks a lot. Wait, do you want to plug some stuff? I don't need to. I, I'm not a very good salesman. I have, uh, uh, you know, CDs. They're on my website, stewarthuff.com. Uh, you know, s t e w a r t h u f f dot com. Cool. I'm on iTunes and CD Baby and all that stuff. Yeah. I recommend my last one because it's the one I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of proud of. Stuart Huff, comma, probably is the title of it. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, man. Absolutely. It's thanks for great. having me on. It's fun. <laughs> of course. Anytime. All right. Later. Later.